Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. So, Gary, do you see the other elements of this uh, story about Lil Nas finally being captured? Jumping out of a third-story window with a—I mean, what kind of weapon does he have? Like an AR-15 or something? And posting rap music videos about being on the run. I mean, this guy is out of control. That is insane to me. You know, this is the guy who's been on the run for 95 days. He had a face tattoo. So remember when this when he first escaped, I kind of jokingly i mean i guess face tattoos are now mainstream how is that possible i just i can't i can't imagine getting a face tattoo or a neck tattoo i have i have one friend who has a neck tattoo a nice guy like him okay and i've never asked like what's the deal with the neck tattoo but okay i I just think it's weird that this has gone mainstream but lil nass uh finally captured after 85 days on the run and this is how arrogant and and stupid this guy is he obviously got away and i don't know in today's society how long can you stay on the run i I think it'd probably be hard especially when you have facial features like a tattoo that that if anybody's looking for you you'll be easier to find but he's so arrogant he's posting rap videos online about being on the run you've got to be kidding me this is, I would say that we could make a movie out of it, but I don't want to, um, you know, I don't want to give credibility or kind of lionize somebody who I think is kind of a scuzzbag, most likely. But how amazing is that? 85 days, and they finally catch the guy because he's so stupid. He's posting videos, singing rap songs. Just wow, wow. All right, uh, having having spoken about that here, it's 8.07 on this Thursday morning, 26th day of October 2023. I'm John Reed, and glad you're with us here on News Radio WRVA. So I'm kind of doing the survey here. We're getting closer and closer to Election Day. Have you cast your ballot, by the way? I'm in such trouble. I ordered mine. You know, Governor Youngkin said, secure your vote, and then I go out to the mailbox it was a few days after voting started, so it wasn't, it was before October, but the end of September, and my ballot was in the mail, and I still haven't mailed it in. I have not officially voted, and I haven't mailed it in. If I get killed in a car crash on 95 back to Richmond this afternoon, you guys, I'm going to be really mad because I want my vote to count even if I'm dead. So I've got to figure out a way to get that ballot back. Maybe next week while I'm you know, crisscrossing the area, talking to candidates, I'll make a point of going to the Henrico Courthouse and turning it in. But I am talking to a lot of different people who've been through big campaigns, small campaigns all across the state, just to get their feel um, on what's happening in Virginia. What it may be a prediction, although who knows, maybe may still be too far out to make a real um, prediction. Bob McDonnell, of course, the former governor of Virginia, but a lot of people forget he was attorney general of Virginia. He was in the House of Delegates, went through many campaigns uh, to be in the House of Delegates. 
and Governor McDonald is back with us this morning. Governor, I appreciate you coming on. How you feeling today? Hey, John. Always great to be on your show. Thanks for having me. So what's your snap assessment for Republicans versus Democrats in the Commonwealth of Virginia with this cycle? It's been crazy, hasn't it? Well, indeed, but they all are. I mean, but the, the money is just in the stratosphere. If you uh, look at these uh, these numbers, people hanging up. I look at my, <laughs> my first house raise, John, in uh, 1991. I raised and spent uh, all of $22,000. Uh, and right. I won. <laughs> but, right. you know, and my opponent, uh, who was an incumbent Democrat of 20 years, spent about 35000 And, of course, now we've got multiple races with candidates, each over a million dollars, both in the House and the Senate. It's just, uh, it's really remarkable. But, I, you know, I, I, my honest assessment is these races, it's too close to call. I mean, it's going to come down to maybe uh, six, seven races in the Senate and nine or ten races in the house and uh, i've heard several people say if you actually look at for instance how biden and or governor youngkin did in the new districts now post redistricting in those handful of swing districts they come down to anywhere from um, you know 50 to maybe three or four hundred votes so it's all and i know we say this a lot but it really is all about turnout in those handful of districts to determine whether the republicans keep the house and uh, win the senate do you think the messaging has been right for the Republican Party? You know, we had a conversation, I don't know, but back in July, maybe August, the, the candidates had been set, and there was this, I think, agreement amongst Republicans, let's not talk about abortion. And then Democrats have done nothing but talk about abortion, so perhaps we miss the boat and let them set the, set the agenda and, and set the narrative about abortion. What do you, what do you think about that? Well, th this is one of those elections where, I mean, Governor Yunkin has done a marvelous job raising money, even though the Democrats have uh, outraised the Republicans. Just if you, if you look at the aggregate of the, the legislative candidates' coffers, but Governor Yunkin has made that up with, I don't know, he's 16, 17 million. I, I don't know the number. And so he and his team have really helped to set the overall um, messaging and uh, there are the, the obvious things that I believe and most believe the Democrats have done pretty poorly when they had power on everything from law enforcement to uh, fiscal matters to education and and so forth that are of, you know, also top issues. On the abortion issue, Jen, I, I will say Governor Youngkin got out very early, uh, in fact, last year, even on a, uh, a 15-week consensus proposal that the, after that that uh, abortions would be uh, dramatically uh, limited uh, that seems to be reasonable that's the point at which uh, the baby can can feel pain so that that seemed to be reasonable and they've tried early I thought John this year and at least in a lot of the races uh, with the media to define the Democrats as the one that favor no limits. Like, I think that's the name of the ad. No, no limits. You know, what are your limits? Is it, it's totally up to the time of birth, which is what you, you said when the bill last year. So I think they've done a reasonably good job of trying to neutralize that issue by saying, yeah, we're for reasonable limits and we're for a, a ban after 15 weeks. 
but no limits at all is way outside of where Virginians are. Yeah. Well, there's certainly the, the governor has has raised that extra money, that one and a half million dollars to flood the uh, airwaves with uh, with his proposal and the Republican plan to push back on it. So, um, yeah, you know, he he's recognized there's an issue there. And, you know, we, if you were attorney general. So what is your assessment of the safety issue in Virginia? You know, in Henrico, where I live, there's been a 74% increase in murders in the last five years. That is an alarming number to me, and I've been around this stuff for, for years, and uh, I'm surprised that more people don't seem to be truly alarmed by that statistic alone. Most of the polling I've seen shows public safety, education, and abortion in the top three. And as you pointed out, the Dems are only playing one of those cards because their record on the other two is so bad. I don't think they can they can really uh, talk about it. But, John, the um, if you remember, we went through a cycle like this before Governor Allen got elected in the early in 1993, uh, where the crime rates were through the roof. I think Richmond at the time had the fifth highest murder rate uh, in the country. And it was because of a long stretch of very soft on crime. Uh, policies by what at that point was the Democratic majority for <laughs> literally over 100 years in Virginia. And he ran on truth and sentencing, three strikes and you're out, parole, abolition of parole, juvenile justice reform, and of course carried today by a wide margin. And I, I think at their gut, people across the board in every age group want to be safe in their homes and their synagogues, their churches, their businesses. And this, but these policies are, John, I, I mean, I I can't say that I'm surprised, but when you when you literally you know demonize police and you you hamstring the police tactics in legislation as the Democrats have done, and you make a number of other uh, changes on things like bail and others where people are are released instead of being detained, and you cut down on on sentencing and a number of other things they've done, it's it's not surprising at all to me that we've got this spike. Uh, in, um, in in these in these crime rates, violent crime rates especially. So I, I think for most people, when they go in that ballot box, you know, public safety is going to be at the top of their list, and that I think overwhelmingly favors uh, Republicans. And I really think it's that issue that'll help Republicans win these close contests. Yeah. Well, people start to focus in in these last uh, the last week of the campaign. So I appreciate you uh, redrawing the focus there. And let's talk again. Uh, right around Election Day, the former governor of Virginia, former attorney general, former member of the House of Delegates, Bob McDonald. Thank you, sir. Hey, get that get that ballot in, John. I don't want to lose I'm, my one. Yeah, I'm definitely going to do it. Thank you. It's 816. We're back with Michael Greer from Greer Financial in just a moment on News Radio WRVA. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 